Hey there, sports fans. You found the most interesting technology-related podcast in the verse. I'm Justin Watts at Paladin Machina, and you're listening to the AV Power Up. Hey, everyone. This is Katie McGregor-Bennett with KMB Communications, and you're here on a fabulous Wednesday evening after CEDIA. We've got a fabulous group of guests. Can't wait to introduce them. Let's do this thing. Corey? And yes, it is. I'm Corey Moss at CB Moss, and you are listening to AV Power Up on Rave Radio. Rave Radio is sponsored by Ingram Micro. For all of your AV and IT needs, ingrammicro.com. Three weeks ago, a terrific show took place with Katie McGregor-Bennett at the helm, and I have to say it truly was excellent. Enough accolades for you, Katie? <laughs> There's way too many. Oh. My earbuds don't even fit my ears anymore. My head's getting so big. Not Go enough. on. However, the week after, Katie was nowhere to be found as she started on a cross-country sojourn with husband John from the big sky country that is Montana toward the south. The trip made no doubt with a higher purpose in mind. In fact, last week, we did another show and again, Katie was not with us. Why? Because she was busy in that great state of Texas at an expo that is the world's premier showcase for home technology. Yes, that's right. Cedia 2016. And as a Redskins fan here in Northern Virginia, who will readily admit that my team was beaten big time by the Dallas Cowboys last Sunday, that one's for you, Matt Scott. I will also admit that things are bigger and better in the Lone Star State. That one's for you, Justin. And the Texans had a big win, right? Yes. Uh, yes, Corey, they did. Thank you. And yes, it was even that much bigger last week when Cedia came to town with a singular message, think big. It was reported that CEDIA 2016 attendance topped just over 18,750 attendees this year. The 2016 show was an energized showcase of big thinking that included over 500 exhibitors, 115 CEDIA training sessions, 13 CEDIA talks, six free CEDIA panel sessions, and several events that provided attendees an opportunity to think big for the future of their business. Big. There you go. Tonight, Vin Bruno, who joined us with One Vision Resources, Joey Kolchinski, on that show three weeks ago, is back again with more guests to tell us all about that outstanding show which took place last week. Vin, thank you so much for coming back and joining us again tonight, and congratulations to you. Thank you, and it's uh, my pleasure to be here. Uh, we're very proud of uh, what took place uh, in Dallas. It was uh, truly a gathering of big thinkers. Um, I have to give kudos to my staff for, you know, all the details, the thousands of details surrounding a 250,000 square foot venue and multiple events that you described, keynotes, uh, panels, um, you know, parties, you know, we had great volunteer reception, a terrific, uh, uh, events, awards, and celebration where we had over 1,900 members uh, registered to attend the event. So it's quite, uh, and uh, the, the floor was energized by, you know, those 18,750. It's actually the exact number is 18,752 members that uh, attended the show. Woohoo! Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> And as I said, we have more guests on the show, and I am going to turn it over to our Cedia show host, the most wonderful Katie McGregor Bennett. 
Take it, Katie. <laughs> oh my gosh. My earbuds are going to fall out for sure. Thank you, Corey. That, <laughs> that was, that was amazing and awesome. And I appreciate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, Cedia was fantastic. I'll, uh, you know, I'll kind of just follow Ben's lead a little bit there. And yeah, John and I, we, we jumped in our, in our suburban and headed out on our hashtag AV road trip as we've now started to coin them on the way to Cedia. And boy, was that a big drive. But as we rolled into Dallas, it was like the two of us, we were like giddy. There was just something about the energy going into the show that in going into it, we knew something was, you know, something big was brewing. We obviously on the KMB side had a couple of projects that we were working on that we had kind of coined uh, the Cedia show as the launch pad and, and to reveal big things. But it was more than that. It was, you know, it's like the, the social media chatter was really, you know, there was a lot of buzz going into it. And, you know, what is, it wasn't so much a show of, hmm, yawn, you know, maybe we'll see something new or something interesting. It was more like, what are, of the trending topics, which ones are going to rise to the surface? And, and I think, you know, that was sort of, that was kind of a cool thing. It was a bit of a turning point, I think, for the industry in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, uh, with the post-show, we definitely wanted to have Vin come on and share you know, not only numbers and insights, but, um, you know, sort of feedback and, and uh, you know, comments. He was, he, the man was everywhere. It was, I thought I was everywhere, but he was everywhere and then some. So uh, his feet have got to be pretty tired, and it will be great to hear all of his commentary. And we've got Barry Sheldrick, from Meridian all the way over in the UK. It's uh, very, it's uh, what, one thirty in the morning now at this point, I think. Yeah, yeah thereabouts, yep. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be feeling like a hundred bucks at this point. Were you home for 48 hours before we pulled you onto this? Just about, yeah. Just about, wow. <laughs> but I'm still okay, awake. Back a little bit, now come back. <laughs> you, know, you know, Katie, we call Barry a real trooper on the AV Power Up. <laughs> or, or the people from overseas who do join us on this show. <laughs> He is. He is. We we appreciate it. Next time we'll do it on on, uh, something a little more friendly to his timeline. And then we've got Tim Tim Sinev from Barco along with Allison Maxton on the PR side. So welcome. Welcome. You guys had a killer show as well. Your booth was packed and uh, I never did get in to see the demo. Every time I went by the door, the door was closed and darn it by the time my time freed up, you're already pulling the walls down. So (laughs) next year. Next, next year, year. <laughs> next year, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I can't wait to hear from you guys about uh, sort of the, the inner workings of, of your demo, your demos, and, uh, and sort of the reception and all of that. Is so, so anyways, let, let's carry away, shall we? You know, wait, I have to interrupt. You know, Katie, you needed to book a time. I, exactly. I, know. I booked I know. three o'clock on Saturday. You know, you can't just walk into a Barco booth and expect to be in a million dollar theater. Wait, wait, wait. This is, Bennett. This is KMB. He walks in the Red Sea parts, doors open. Right. Right. No, we at three o'clock on Saturday, I was sitting right actually on the other side, Taurus Power. And one of our clients was right on the other side. And I, I think um, rumor had it that some fabulous Canadian Pinot Noir was being poured and that we mm. might have been by the way, that was Taurus Power. We have guests, we have plugs, we have it all on this show. Go ahead, Kate. Uh, and we have wine. And hey, I even pitched, Tim, I pitched the Canadian wine scene, which always needs a little bit extra help, but is fabulous and under, undervalued. Mm. <laughs> we really do have it all on this show. I must say, this is so we, we do, we do. Yes, back to Cedia, back to Cedia. <laughs> So Vin, we wanted to, we definitely wanted to get your take on the Shelley Palmer keynote and, uh, and sort of, you know, from there, the, the, the big kickoff to the show, um, you know, kind of share with us, share with us that moment and then sort of how, 
all kicked off from there. Yeah, you know, I, I met Shelley Palmer uh, at the International Builders Show. And, you know, it's interesting, right? He presented to a bunch of kitchen and bath designers, and there was like 36 people in that room. And boy, the things that he was saying really resonated with me. You know, he's talking about business. He said, you know, he talked about anything that can be connected will be connected. And, and there's a lot of value in that for our channel. I mean, that statement alone is worth billions of dollars uh, to, see, to our CD community. So after he was done speaking there, I approached him. I said, you know, I can put you in a room with a thousand uh, technology people. Are you interested? And uh, we began talking from there. I had a couple of meetings in New York City with him that lasted half the day because, you know, he's so enthusiastic about the Cedia channel. He's in the circle where he's inside of $30 million apartments in, uh, in New York City. And he's so darn frustrated by all the money that our members leave on the table rushing from job to job. <laughs> so his keynote wasn't going to be some fluff session on, you know, some, you know, obscure technology. He was talking, he said, he told us all, you have the ability to architect your future. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a business, uh, discussion and he I think he knocked it out of the park I was congratulated by many uh, some have called it the best keynote that that CD has ever offered and um, you know I'm about driving business and profitability to our members so I absolutely did not want some fluff uh, some fluff keynote yeah yeah I'm, a, I'm really sorry that I missed it but it certainly sounds like you hit the nail on on the head Barry did you did you make it over to that at all no I didn't sadly no I did hear about it and it's one of those things where you just think if I had some t some time from uh, <laughs> yeah. all the running around setting up the show and getting things done it would have been awesome to see but uh, I think yeah. Vince probably capped it really well from what I heard yeah well you know what uh, makes it really uh, really cool we had the theater in the round. So we had seating for 750 people in quadrants. We had four screens and an open stage. So there's no podium to stand behind. You know, you're forced to move around. And that kind of engaged everybody. I, I like that format. I'm going to continue it because it makes for, you know, a more interesting, uh, you know, it, it makes for a more interesting presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Though it wasn't in the round when you guys during the, the CDA celebration and, you know, right before you started doing the awards, it was nice to see you guys just sort of, you know, not behind a podium, not behind a lectern, just, you know, mic'd, but just sort of freestanding on the stage. And, you know, I think for me, just from the audience looking in, it just, it makes it, whatever you're saying a little bit more approachable, mm -hmm. a little bit more engaging. So I suspect it was like that for the, for the keynote as well. So Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that you brought it up. I mean, we changed a number of things this year, right? So we, we uh, started the keynote evening with the Lifetime, uh, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award. And, you know, Mr. Chang Park received it from URC. It was wonderful. So it already set the tone. You know, people were feeling good. And then Mike Piscina from Lutron came up because, you know, Lutron was celebrating their 25th anniversary and 55th year in business. And you talk about the social media, they, they went out on a campaign for this CDS show, the 2555 campaign. And, you know, Mike introduced uh, Shelly Palmer and then 
you know, the next day we had, uh, you know, the, the uh, celebration in the Lutron booth. And it was spectacular. They had 500 cupcakes uh, with 25 on there. So, you know, <laughs> there's so many parts and contributions that made it such a spectacular event for our industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like, personally, I like the way that you restructured the celebration and you know, those that I was, I saw you know, a little bit of, a little bit of everybody there that night between um, finalists and you know, uh, clients and what have you. But I think generally speaking, the, the thinking is that it was just a, it was more of a, an open kind of just, it was just a party. And, and I think that was very much appreciated. It was fun to bump over to where the bull was and see uh, executives trying to, they're uh, trying to weigh on the bowl. Rainer, Rainer shared it, Meridian gave it a go and uh, he, he rocked it out. And, he, didn't, uh, he didn't disappoint as usual. He yeah. did not disappoint, <laughs> no. Dan Sate from Essential Install, one of the European editors, he, he, he stayed on, he had quite the go. Uh, Ingrid Pellegrini, who's Anthony Grimani's wife, she, she, she didn't even get bucked off. That was awesome. I think she, she was one of the last ones on it and she styled it out in a dress. So. You know, I think, you know, it was just sort of indicative of sort of that sort of that heightened spirit that that was the CD event this year. And it was everybody let their hair, hair down a little bit. And uh, really, I think, you know, we all got to know each other a little bit better and, you know, both on a personal and, and business level. So, yeah, well, let me just tell you the difference there. Right. In the past, the it was a CD banquet. It was held on Saturday night after the show ended. So a lot of our manufacturers were breaking down. A lot of executives left on Friday. And, you know, we had this very expensive event that, um, that, you know, we had a couple of hundred people show up. Now, the nice thing about last year's event was that's where I met Tim. And we shared philosophies on delivering exceptional experiences to clients. So I value that evening greatly. This year, we moved it from the last night to the first night of the show. We made it open to anyone who wanted to come. So we had ni- over 1,900 people register. I would say that we safely had 1,600 people in the room. Yeah, you know, Dish sponsored some drinks. Cedia paid for some drinks. And then it was a cash bar after that. And uh, it really was tremendous. And, and then it was a global awards, right? If you had won awards in other regions of the world, Cedia Awards in London or China or Australia, you were automatically entered into this, these awards. So it was truly a global award, and, and we had people coming from all over the world to attend the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I thought it was neat that you actually had international attendees there on, on stage. It, it made it feel a, you know, a little bit more kind of like that ISE blend where you've got a bit of the international, a bit, you know, the U S contingent as well. So, and it was just, it was just fun, you know, and the, uh, it was a great, great choice on the venues. And mm-hmm. I have no idea what you have planned for San Diego, but I'm sure it'll be fantastic, fantastic fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So Corey, I know you had some, you had some thoughts and ideas you wanted to throw in here. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, so then, yeah, of course I saw things from afar. I got mm-hmm. to stay here in the DC Metro area. Well, all the great stuff happened uh, down there in Texas. Um, but, you know, uh, yes, Justin, that's true. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I was curious about your thoughts and perspectives on the technologies as well as concepts that were brought at Cedia 2016 in terms of what you really thought had the greatest impact down there uh, on those fronts. Well, 
Listen, you know, Tim built a million dollar theater. You know, Barry had a, you know, wonderful setup. It was, it, ours is a show for, you know, luxurious, okay? You know, I, actually, Troy Aikman of the Dallas Cowboys was walking around the, the show floor. People didn't know that, you know, he, because he was looking for luxury. But voice control was a big theme at the show. And then we had, you know, some, uh, you know, integration uh, partnerships revealed that, uh, you know, that are for the mass market. So, you know, there's three levels that we address at Cedia, right? There's that DIY, because really people don't really want to do it themselves. And if they do, it's like a light bulb. There's the do it for me category, <laughs> which is makes us the single point of, of contact for all of a homeowner's technology needs. And then there's like, the meridian level luxury. And those are all profit opportunities for our channel. Mm, excellent. So, yeah, you know, and, and once again, uh, I, I happen to come on something else, uh, come upon something else here, uh, Vin, talking mm -hmm. about seven trends we've seen at, seen at Cedia 2016. And this is on the Cedia 2016 website. Mm -hmm. um, it says your mileage may vary. Uh, number one is voice is the new mouse and or swipe. Right. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, look, when I walk into a theater, I'd rather say, you know, play my favorite movie and the curtains open, projector fires up, lights dim, as opposed to, you know, trying to fumble my way around a touchscreen. So. Mm hmm. Okay. Others were meet your software and, you know, software, of course, is big, big discussion everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, everybody's at the table next. Uh, it says, may, okay, maybe it's not quite time to dump the term DIY yet. Uh, so, you know, it's that. It, it talks about VUI. Right? And that's something yeah. I actually noticed just recently. Voice user interface. Yes. Yep. So, you know, once again, voice user interface is what we're talking about there and, uh, you know, getting bigger and bigger as it goes. Uh, I think this is something Joey also need, touched on as well is the home needs to, the home needs an IT pro. Um, yep. Talking about the yep. internet of things here as well. Yeah. Well, let, let me just say this. Uh, you know, when I was at the Integrate show in Australia, Gary K delivered the keynote and I was sitting next to Dave Labuskis, the CEO of, uh, of Infocom, and Gary stated that uh, the CD professional is more astute with networking than the Infocom people, and rightfully so, because the home doesn't have an IT manager, right? It's, it's the CD member that actually upgrades pretty much everyone's networks. And, but in the commercial world, you know, uh, a, a, an automated conference room is handed off to, uh, you know, one of the best IT teams in the world at a company like ExxonMobil. So the, the technology integrator, uh, Infocom member, doesn't have to know the network like, you know, the, the, uh, on the uh, Cedia channel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, yeah, Joey did, he spent a lot of time talking about that, and he sort of segueing into Cedia this year doing a blueprint session that he mm -hmm. sort of was frontlining front as he was on the session last what, two weeks ago. That, you know, I think was a really interesting conversation that took what 
took the conversation of, okay, we've got all of this technology in the home now, you know, how do you, how do you manage it and what do you do with it? And it was interesting because he was like, look, you know, guys, at the end of the day, you know, here, I'm the caboose of this conversation. Let's back it up. You know, let's make sure that it's proper technology is integrated in the home to begin with. And that you as integrators are doing that from, from a basis of profitability and making sure that you can service the customer the way that they're, they're expecting. And, you know, from a, just for kind of a sidebars, I think that that was one of the more pervasive um, trending conversation of the show was sort of shoring up one's business foundation and really looking at, um, you know, how to, how to do a, a more uh, sustainable business by implementing the right platforms. And it was really interesting to see how that, you know, turned in kind of tied into the internet of things and, and where that entire conversation is going. The, um, the VUI is, as you were saying, we had a really interesting conversation with um, Alex Capasalatra at his booth and walking us through the Josh AI demo. Wow. Wow. Mm. <laughs> it, yeah. That is super cool. I mean, Ben, that's got to be pretty high on, on your list. Barry, I mean, I know you've, you've had some additional conversations there. And, and Yeah, I mean, we, we met up with the guys earlier in the year over their office and we had a chat about uh, how we might be able to um, have integration with our Sulu media server. And uh, mm -hmm. they've been really receptive, really good to work with. And it was great to see them uh, at the show uh, in Innovation Alley. And uh, that was, you know, that was, for me, it was a cool area of the show as well, a place where people could come and show new things. Um, and it always seemed really busy down that, that section of the, of the it was. show floor too. So, yeah, I think VUI is something that we're really, we're really excited about, really keen to see how that develops. I'm really happy to be um, working with Josh on the early stages of this, really. Um, yeah. but yeah, they have, they have, you know, that, that's integrated It's working with Sulu's and it's a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, here's another one. That's really good. Speakers should either be gorgeous or invisible. Uh, that's a heck of a statement there. I must say. I think that's pretty fair <laughs> for a lot of people. Speakers become a statement product or exactly that. You just don't want to see them at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something we see a lot of times when we're talking to, uh, integrators and, uh, and you, you start to hear from the interior designers and um, the, you know, the, the clients, you know, people who are there, it's like this room, cool. Yeah. I'll definitely have something special on display, but in everywhere else it's um, you know much more discreet or hidden. So a lot of the challenge is finding out how you can integrate high performance audio without it being seen or, you know, with things like select paint finishes, making something look really cool. So it matches uh, within a decor as well. So that, that for us has been a huge um, growth area in our business for sure and being able to offer custom bespoke finishes has been um, definitely useful for us I wish we could see your orange are those the 5200s that you showed us earlier yeah in the background yeah that's right yeah. yeah I wish you had those right there in the we, background we all so. swooned over those <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could also they make them clash cool. with your interior obviously like me with, with, uh, metallic orange our orange will fit in my interior. Don't worry about it. Uh, I think it's the coolest color we make, but I'm slightly biased. <laughs> is that a, is that a Ferrari color or? Uh, it's a um, McLaren fit. Uh, it's called uh, volcanic <laughs> orange. Nice. Everybody awesome. needs. Yeah. That. It's okay. It's late, Katie. It's fine. Going down, Barry. You know, it's it's really late. Yeah, it looks dark. Yeah, is that sunrise? 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I'll show you sunrise. So we've got a GoPro going on the on the rail out there. So. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, here's one, Vin, that's going to make you really smile. It says people are digging the community. So, uh, you know, it says judging by the face-to-face chats and everything, the CD online platform, CD community, it's getting very positive reviews, even in its, in its infancy. So for you, for all involved in CD, that's got to be a tremendous statement for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Cedia does community very well because our, our members are so passionate about it. And, uh, and for any member, that's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a free portal. Uh, one of the writers called it, you know, Cedia introduces its own social media portal. Every morning I wake up to my CD community email and I see all the responses. And, you know, I, I say one thing. Thank you for, you know, being part of this community and thank you for joining us. And next thing I know, I wake up to a whole number of responses. And uh, it's terrific. Mm-hmm. It does make me smile. Yeah. No, that's that's big time. That really is. So, uh, Katie, if, uh, you know, we're going to move on, let's uh, move on to the fine folks at Barco here. Mm-hmm. Huh? I, See think what so. I think so. I tell you what, I saw yeah. a, a video discussion with Tim and Gary. Um, and of course, I think you said Star Wars, Tim, and, and Gary just got all uh, excited and giddy, as he always does. It's the magic words. <laughs> Whenever you want Gary to do good things and smile, uh, you say Star Wars, so we all know that. But it was a great discussion, 4K and everything else. So, uh, hey, Katie, let's turn it over a little here to Barco, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tim, you know, I'd really just share with us, you guys, Tim and Allison both, you know, what was going into the show, you know, the, the lead up, you obviously um, were putting on quite a big, big demo, as we said earlier, I didn't get a chance to see it. So um, living vicariously through you, you know, what did, what did you show and sort of what was the objective of the show? And do you think it, uh, how do you think that message resonated? Well, I think the main thing was was for us to show what a what a top experience could be like, um, and that wasn't limited to to the image. Uh, we've been focused from be- from the beginning on the on the total experience. Um, that's also where our partnership with Meridian comes in, for example. So, so we really wanted to try and show the best there was. Um, one was from a theatre perspective. Uh, of course, the, the 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 image has to be perfect. The sound has to be perfect. The content has to be really good. Um, and one of the things there is that I I strongly believe that it's not always about showing the last content that's in the cinema, but but even showing classic content. You know, if you can show a piece of content that people have maybe even seen a hundred times in their life, but but have always loved but show it to them like they've never seen it before. I think you, you create an emotional connection uh, that just yeah. elevates the whole experience. Um, other than the, than, than the million dollar theater, we were trying to show uh, more architectural and, and design type of solutions. So like a big uh, media solution that you can perfectly integrate into a wall. Uh, I guess a 21st century uh, interpretation of a, of a rear projection TV. And then also, I don't know if anybody saw that, but I'd be very interested in getting some feedback on it. We, we had a, a zero gravity screen uh, where we had our Wodan 4K projector uh, projecting onto it, a really large screen in, in full light, um, very high brightness, but also with special content. So we had original digital art uh, playing on that screen. Um, and I think the, the feedback of people was, was quite nice. Uh, I mean, other than, than the accolades that, that the theater uh, achieved, and I, I really don't mean to rub it in, Katya, that you, you didn't get the chance to, <laughs> to see it, but, but, but Thanks, maybe, I, maybe I am a little. 
it's it's deserved it's deserved just a little bit but I, I guess, uh, you know, probably the best compliment that we got from, from anyone uh, was to say that, look, you guys did a couple of really unique things on the show floor. You know, you were, you were the only guys that were really uh, trying to show new things, new applications, uh, new innovations. Um, and, and that's what we are about. Uh, and so that was really, really nice to hear. Um, and, and even going into the show, it, it was clear to us that it was going to be big. I mean, if I compare it with Cedia a year ago, uh, you know, the people that expressed interest in, in seeing Barco or, or added Barco to their show calendar was, was six times the number of people that, that we had at last Cedia. Um, close to 400 people pre-registered for the demo. So, you know, it, it was tremendous to, to go into the show like that. Um, and I think that the show didn't disappoint. It was, it was a bit of a whirlwind. A whirlwind, you know. When I when I got back, it was like, what just happened? Uh, and and all the things that I didn't get to do, even though it seems like I must have been visiting uh, or sleep visiting a lot of the booths because I got a lot of uh, emails thanking me for booth visits that I that I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, but there you go. That's a trade show, you know. It's sort of in a nutshell. That's that's a trade show. If you can remember two thirds of it, I think it's it's a good it's a good thing. But it's uh yeah it uh, and Vin, what share your thoughts? You went in on Saturday afternoon. You said, what'd you think? Is it well? Is it mine? So, so you know what I I like to do. I've always done this throughout my career. Is the night before the show opens is when I yeah. do my walking. So I think I got on the show floor around ten o'clock at night on uh, Wednesday. So we had our keynote and our volunteer reception. And then I came back to the building and the first guy I saw was Barry in his booth, right? <laughs> so we were chatting for a little bit and then I made my way up and down the aisles and I made my way over to your booth, Tim. And there was Daniel sweating and busting <laughs> it out. And by that point, it's like quarter to 11. And there was all this activity you know, the booth next to you was Portal. Those guys were still there. And so it was fun for me uh, the night before the show opened, right? And then there was the whirlwind of the show. And even on Saturday, you know, I had comments actually down uh, back at Portal, Tim, all the way down by uh, where your theater was down there. He said that the show closed on Saturday and he was still talking to people. So the show was over and they still had people waiting to talk to them. So it was that kind of show. People weren't leaving. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. And, you know, I, I, I share that, that, uh, that love of walking the show the, the night before that kind of that afternoon before as, as they start putting, pulling the last of the crates out and, you know, you actually start seeing the freight aisle. <laughs> you, can, you can actually navigate it without having to climb over things. And, you know, and it's, it's just so cool because if you get there ahead of time, there's like this little city just gets built and comes to life. And then equally so, we went and walked around a little bit um, on Sunday morning uh, before we bumped into your team, Finn, and, uh, at the Omni in the lobby. And that, you know, it's just cool because it's, it's much quieter, but it's, you know, all the booth crew is back and, and they're, you know, trying to carefully sort of somewhat drop all the booths to the ground. And, and for the most part, it's pretty civilized, but, but of course, you know, there's the occasional you walk by a speaker that's just been completely shattered you know, or something like that. It's like, oh, they had a really good demo or they had a really bad demo. You know, it depends on how you want to go with that one. But, but it's, you know, it's cool because, you know, the little city, I mean, it comes down so much faster than it, it takes to build. Um, and if you haven't been behind the scenes of a trade show build and, and dismantle it, actually, 
it is pretty cool. And to, to see the experience and just to realize, like you said, I mean, for, you know, Daniel there at 11, 12, Lord only knows what time, you know, you've got executives that are there working side by side with technicians and, and booth build to make the show come to life and, you know, come hook up by crick by 9am Thursday morning, show on best demos mm. ever, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's also, there's a lot of camaraderie that you perhaps don't see as well. So, yeah. you know, going around and see the other guys on their booths because there's a lot of relationships between a lot of uh, the manufacturers and you, you can see help yeah. for coming from different places or borrowing stuff or lending stuff. So yeah. there's a real, there's a real kind of sense of like, we've all got to get this together. So uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that part of it this year. There was a, there was a lot of um, bonding done over uh, sharing stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that actually is that that's indicative of the CDA community, the bonding. Exactly. It takes place amongst home technology professionals. It takes place amongst manufacturing partners and it takes place amongst, you know, manufacturers and buying groups and, and their members. It's, you know, I'm getting so many compliments from the distributors and the buying group uh, CEOs. It, it's, it's wonderful. But, you know, I, I want to tell the story about the ribbon cutting last year, you know, well, it's like 11 months ago, I joined Cedia, right? Because it was 11 months apart between the uh, show last year and this year. And the show opened, and I, I was like, what's going on here? Like, people are just walking in. There's no ribbon cutting. And I, I wanted a, I wanted the, the, the and it, we're in the coolest industry in the world. And I wanted something representative of that. So you think about, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, we talked about this a few weeks ago. We think about Mark Zuckerberg, who's building an artificially intelligent home. He, he hired the, the most brilliant artificial intelligence engineers from all over the world. And he wants to build Jarvis, right, from Iron Man. Well, the only group that can deliver Iron Man's Jarvis to the masses is Cedia. So I wanted a ribbon cutting. And I wanted something energetic. So we built a stage and then we had speakers from a company called Tectonic. Uh, this, they were an innovation alley. They sponsored the ribbon cutting. Their speakers are installed in Bentleys. And these things are amazing. They, they, they just wrap around you, right? They, they, they're, you know, they're just, uh, they're more like outdoors kind of thing. Anyway, we had uh, cut the ribbon to... Uh, ACDC's Back in Black, right? And then we had a team of people shooting shirts out of cannons. And, you know, it was all a blur to me because it was like all this energy. And it really hit me when I saw it all on video. Like there was thousands of people in that hall for that, that ribbon cutting. And then, and then you look up and streaming into the show floor. So it was... Uh, it was very cool, and, and that, I think, set the tone for the whole rest of the show. You know, you know, Vin, this is all great because our former host, Krista Bender, our former AV Power-Up host, was at an, AV, an ACDC concert last night. So, uh, so they heard Back in Black. You did that to Back in Black. It's all coming into play. She's but, not hearing anything today, <laughs> having been recently to an ACDC concert. I've been hearing <laughs> for about four days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But, um, you know, Vin, being in commercial AV for all of my uh, career, um, I see what's going on in, at Cedia, the home technology market. And I have to say, it's just, it's really just outstanding what's happening and the energy and the drive and, and everything that's being brought to the market. 
and, and, and just everybody in the home technology space, you know, the community and everything, it's, it's just such a, I think I said on the last one, I'll say it again, it's such a testament to yourself and everybody involved in Cedia and making this all run. Um, you know, it's, it's just, again, we, we use that word collaboration and we talked about it on the last show also in terms of, and I do want to talk about that panel discussion in a little while that we also discussed. This is true collaborative effort that's going on right now. Uh, there, there's no mistaking it. It is true collaborative effort. Yeah. And, and it's amongst different uh, organizations, right? We've got Cola Banker was on the floor, you know, and, and there were 70 plus real estate agents on the show within the show, getting their certifications for smart home technology, right? Cause it was a CD course. We had the CEOs of the national association of home builders, the national kitchen and bath association, we had an executive vice president from House, House.com, and an executive vice president from Coldwell Banker, all on a panel as well. I mean, this is big. You know, the, these are the, the influencers that are driving our business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So before we go to the break, we do we have one more guest on this show, I believe, Katie. Um, we do. We do, we do right? Now I must say, I caught her. I caught her Snapchatting. All right, as she uh, so does at times. Yeah, that's right, uh, Allison Maxson. And I did have to point out to her, though, very important that R2D2, his platform of choice, happens to be Instagram, not Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let all those Star Wars fans out there know, have to let him down. Um, R2's an Instagrammer. So that's, that's fine. Yeah. BB-8 is Snapchat. BB-8 is snapped. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So then, so then Darth Vader is MySpace? Is that how we're doing that? Talking Darth Vader or MySpace. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, no, no. Obi-Wan's still, Obi still on digital bulletin boards. You know, the old school. <laughs> uh, taking it way back. Hey, Allison, just give a quick little uh, overview of what uh, social media was like down at Cedia, huh? Well... Before Cedia even started, what I was really excited to see was Cedia create their own Snapchat account. Mm -hmm. And I was really thrilled to see that because I'm seeing more and more various people, various industries getting in touch and just figuring out what is this Snapchat for business? Uh, what, how can I leverage this? Who else is on it? And I was really excited because I've been getting um, into the Snapchat world and uh, obviously Rave Publications is really leveraging it. Infocom, that was exciting. Then using Snapchat there. Um, and then to see Cedia going, oh, you know, there's something going on. People are really exploring it. Um, and it, it was great. And I'm wondering, I was wondering then, mm -hmm. did you have any opinions after Cedia? What were your thoughts on the Snapchat platform itself? Well, uh, Andrea Miller, we call her Andy. She's our digital media uh, manager, and uh, she was so enthusiastic. She handed me off a plan that was pretty extensive that included all of the social media platforms. And I said, huh, Snapchat, huh? I said, how am I going to do this? You know, because I, I like to be active on, uh, on social media, uh, but, you know, yep. I, I don't, I'm not dexterous with uh, – 
with Snapchat. So, but what did I yeah. think? I think, uh, look, social media is more prevalent than ever, but man, was there a lot of social media around this show. And mm -hmm. still is. As far as I'm concerned, this show isn't over. People are still posting <laughs> stories and, you know, we got wonderful coverage from our trade press. CNET was involved and there were some great articles on CNET that got a lot of coverage. And then on a mainstream, I, I was working out one morning and uh, for the second day of the show, and there we were on NBC. It was great. Four nice. minutes on NBC. Was that was that the morning spot when they were uh, when they were on the show floor before it opened? Yeah, then? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was so cool. Here I come yeah. out, I'm brushing my teeth, and it's like, hey, that's Dave. Can I go on the TV? <laughs> I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. CDA. <laughs> So I'll tell great. you what, Vin, what I just read, the seven trends we've seen at Cedia 2016, I did just pick up off the Cedia uh, Twitter. So uh, mm -hmm. there you go. This just, you're right. Social media just keeps carrying it out after the show. It's all, uh, it's all tremendous. It was fun watching even on Facebook, guys flying from all over the world to come in. Mm -hmm. And a few weeks ago, last week of August, I was in Sydney for the Integrate show. And, you know, we did a, an awards ceremony and there was about 120 people right on the show floor. And I called out a winner. This guy, I could not believe how happy he was. He came up to get his trophy. He goes, I'm buying my tickets to Cedia now. Hmm. Right? And he brought three people from his company. So they, people did fly from all over. So um, it, it was really good and, and you know, San Diego doesn't stink. I think we're going to get a lot of people. I had a lot of buzz. I, hear it's, a, I hear it's a nice place to be. Just <laughs> saying. Um, all right. We're going to go to the break here. Uh, this has all been great. Um, there are no hot jobs tonight. However, never does an AV power-up happen without this. Here is the Google Justin Watts with the power-up. Get the Lone Star down real quick. All right. As, as Corey meanders off to do what we're not entirely sure at this point in time, um, we're going to talk about okay. today three things. And they've all been brought up today. And I really think they're three cornerstones that make events like Cedia and Infocom. And they really make our industry. The first thing is community. That's one thing that we as an industry, regardless of which side of the quote unquote house you want to call your own or what side you sit on, it's something we need to do better because community is what drives our industry. Our customers expect us to be the best at what we do. And if it means reaching out to someone across the aisle and it means to reach out to someone and say, Hey, I could use X when it comes to assistance, especially at a trade show. Come on. Trade shows in these kind of environments are no place for isolationism, especially when it comes to our industry in general. We're all in this together. We all have specific goals. We all want to reach our customers. But in the end, we're all striving towards the same thing. Whether it's Cedia, whether it's Infocom, Commercial or Resi, take your pick. We all have the same goals in mind. So we as an industry need to reach out and do a better job and establishing our community and our brand therein. The second thing I want to talk about is the future. We talked about VUI and all the components therein and where we're leading from there. The future is something we need to heavily invest in. And that sounds corny. It sounds cliche. But the future is the only thing that is driving us at this point in time. 
sadly, I think as an industry, when it comes to certain aspects, we've become stale. Our innovation isn't what it used to be. If you want to see huge innovation, if you want to see those components that are driving our future, look to Barco, look to Meridian, look to the events like Cedia, look where people are investing their money to drive that forward. To wrap it all up, I want to go ahead and take it back to take it back to a very important thing. We talked about community. We talked about the very important thing in the future. What's going to keep this going? What's going to drive all of this forward is us. I'm going to say it from an aspect of a very old, a very old saying that my grandfather used to say: "The cobbler's children have no shoes." Very briefly, when it comes to this, most of us in the AV industry or the IT industry, when you go home, what do you see? You probably see a very sometimes blank slate. You might see a very bare bones environment. Why? Because we don't want to invest in it. We do it quote unquote all day long. We don't want to quote quote unquote do it when we get home. However, I would posit and say that that right there is where innovation begins. If you don't invest in the industry from a personal level. Now, I'm not saying go out and buy the latest and greatest BYOD 4K interconnected coffee pot. What I'm saying is reach out and learn. CD did a fantastic job of putting together a plethora of education opportunities. If you didn't have the ability to do that, you can learn on your own. You can go home and work on these things in your own environment. Is it, is it hard to do after a long day? Yes. Is it something that was going to require a little extra effort? Absolutely. But the hard work and the effort is going to pay off. That is where our innovation is going to come from, our own personal vested interest. In this industry, we call AV. Whether you like it or not, we're not going anywhere. When it comes to this magical ITAV convergence, we're going to plug ourselves in and become even bigger and better than we were before. And it's industry and it's, it's associations like Cedia and like Infocom that drive this home every single day. So I say to you, it's your own responsibility. Reach out, reach, develop your community, strive for the future, and above all, take a personal vested interest in your environment. And that's the power up. You know, I, I have to say that the power up is never scripted. Okay. Now, there are podcasts with scripted words of tech wisdom in the verse. Not this one. Not AV power up. No. We have the power up. His name is Justin Watts. It's, it's not scripted. It's led by alcohol, most likely. <laughs> so there is a little bit of a script. No. I, I look on the other side of this Lone Star can. There's nothing that tells me anything about AV. It just says, you know, do awesome shit. That's what I did. That's it. <laughs> there you go. And moving on to the second part of the show. Our guests are still with us. Uh, Vin Bruno. Um Let's move on to the second half here, Vin. Uh, we've talked a lot about the opening keynote, mm -hmm. but uh, there was also another great keynote during the show that occurred yep. on Friday. Um, I don't know how in-depth we got into that, but I certainly want to know, you know, what took place with that one, because that one was very important mm -hmm. in the whole technology market. Sure. Uh, Charlie Kindle from uh, Amazon delivered... Uh, the you know uh, voice uh, control. Uh, he, he opened up the uh, discussion and uh, he introduced the concept of the 
UI voice user interface. And, uh, you know, he leads that whole uh, charge. Uh, we welcome, uh, you know, Amazon to our channel. They, they bring about many, many benefits. And the fact of the matter is that homeowners are buying Echoes and they want Echoes integrated into their home automation and, and control system. So he, he had a packed room. As I would figure and expect, absolutely. So, Katie, uh, Katie, were you there at that uh, at that keynote, or were you? Nope. <laughs> no, just keep calling me out. Nope. Do you know, <laughs> Justin? I have a feeling that Katie didn't have much time to breathe at CD either. You know? I didn't. I she didn't. Come on, Allison, jump in here. You know it is. Come on, help us just no. out. <laughs> well, it brings to another keynote, another participation that both Katie and I were there able to enjoy, and I have to first say. Thank you, Katie, for letting me join you because I thoroughly enjoyed this speaker and it was the Women in Consumer Technology Luncheon. Oh, this nice. is my second Cedia. Mm -hmm. This is my first luncheon and it's neither one will be my last. I mm -hmm. was thoroughly impressed. Uh, the topic was, if I go to my phone and just go back, I want to get it right, uh, was great minds think unalike. Right. Yeah. Leveraging gender intelligence to transform cultures. And it was very eye-opening to me. It was how men and women work, how they can work better, knowing the difference, what a woman is looking for in a communication standpoint, collaboration, how men kind of, and they operate. And it was intelligent and it was funny and it was non-threatening. There were men in the room mm -hmm. uh, at the luncheon and it was engaging and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't wait for next year. I am hoping myself to be able to get more involved in that industry or in that organization. Um, and I can't, again, thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for letting <laughs> me join in. That was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, these earbuds that I'm using today oh, are courtesy of, uh, they uh, came in your goodie bag? Yes, this mm. is one of the two pair. This is my clips. Nice. From audio, yes. Yeah. Nice. So, very nice. Uh, very nice. And Vin, yeah. Vin sat in front of us. I remember watching you, uh, watching you take in that presentation. What did? Yeah. So you were one of the men in the room, and and I didn't, I didn't see duck or dive under the table. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> it well, can be challenging. Content, I know, but I, I commend uh, Carol. Uh, she she created women in uh, consumer technology. Uh, she's changed it, right? She, she changed the name and had a previous name. So she worked on rebranding it and every one of her speakers, uh, cause she's been doing this for a number of years now and she does multiples of these per year. Um, so I, I thought that it was terrific. And, uh, Allison, I gotta tell you, I, I laughed like crazy when they, they, she described, a man at rest, a man's brain at rest. Yes. Versus yes. a woman's brain at rest. And I guess you guys don't rest. No, we really don't. <laughs> that was classic. By the way, I Snapchatted that. Did you really? Oh, that's, I, I should have taken a picture of that. I'll of send course. it to you. I'll send Please. it to you. I absolutely did. I went, man, woman. I, I need to share that. <laughs> I need to share that with my wife because it's so true. So it's v right. Bruno, v Bruno I'll, I'll at cd.org. I'll tweet it and I'll tag you. I'll make sure that you see it on Twitter. All right, thanks. <laughs> so for, hey, for our listeners who, 
Yeah, so for our listeners that don't, don't have advantage of seeing it, that there was a slide that was presented uh, or was put up by the presenter, and I forget her name, and I'm really horrible. I should I should remember it, but uh, but it was it was an image, two different brain scans, and one was the one on the left was I think was the man's brain at rest, and at the same time a woman's brain supposedly at rest, and so there's like you know three basically there's this orb with like three Cheetos in it, and that's the man brain, <laughs> and then there's this other one, and it's got like you know Pac-Man going on, and it's an intergalactic activity and there's the woman right at rest it was like yeah okay so we do yeah. we so work so differently even you know at night when we're supposedly turning off and supposed to be refreshing you know women yeah. really are going to run the world someday. it's kind of going to happen one, one day. Like the av world i think that's going to happen so uh you know though vin we had carol on an av power up uh last year and it was fan. I don't know if you were on that show with us, Katie, but uh, it was a great was. show. And, um, you know, she is something else. And again, uh, the women, uh, the women's effort there uh, in Cedia is terrific, just like it is uh, with the women of Infocom Network as well. You know, some great stuff there. So I'm always happy to see, uh, you know, those efforts uh, by the women in the industry. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the presenter, her name is Kendra Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, she's the head of global diversity for Pearson. Mm -hmm. And she was phenomenal. Yeah, I was am phenomenal. going to yeah. mention okay. to her, to my superiors going, we should have her. I think we should have, uh, we should really look at bringing her to Barco and talking because I think there's a great deal of information and insight that she could offer to our culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I think it's really so powerful. If you just think about it, 50% of the people that we're selling to will be females. So having mm -hmm. some insight onto what's important to them and what's, you know, what they want from an integrated home and how they want to operate and use things. It's kind of critical if we want to grow as an industry um, rather than, you know, be much more uh, inclusive of that. And, uh, and I know that Courtney and Katie from, uh, uh, from our team, both went to that presentation and, and both were really, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're sharing it when they came back to the booth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting, and, you know, if you kind of get over the fact that, you know, I, I know for some time it's, you know, that there was, men were sort of concerned about this this organization. It was like, it's going to be, a, you know, a group for, full of women man bashing. And it's so funny because it, it never was that, and it and it isn't. And the room, you know, it, it literally now, it, to this year, it really felt a lot more balanced. There was almost as many men in the room as there were women. And I think that's kind of the thing is, you know, we're, we, to Barry's point, is we, the better that we can figure out how to communicate with each other. And Allison, as communicators, you know, this is always, you know, everything that we do is about how you know, making sure that we're clearly communicating and that whatever we're saying is being well received on the other side. And when you start to think about just the fact that how decisions are being made and buying decisions, you know, change your approach just ever so slightly between how you would present to a man versus a woman or versus a man and a woman together. You know, if you take some of these cues, imagine the success that you might find and realize, oh my gosh, I've been doing something so silly for so long that had I known, you know, and I think that's these women in, in consumer technology luncheons at Cedia especially, I mean, they're always, you know, there's just, it's kind of as quick, it's 30, 45 minutes, something like that with lunch. Um, it's been a breakfast historically, which has been tough to do, but I think the luncheon was really great. It, it felt it felt a lot more like the community, you know, Vin, to, to your point. So for, you know, for our listeners, the, as Vin mentioned, there are multiples of these during the year. There's one at CES, uh, just a, a celebration as well. There's a, the luncheon here. But in June during CE Week in New York, there's, a, there's an all-day event, and it's more of a forum 
and the speakers there are phenomenal. I can't tell you how many takeaways that I have that I've taken <laughs> taken away. Um, and as a you know as a communication specialist, that really have have been a huge benefit to me and to my clients. And um, you know, I can't I can't say enough of it. So it's kind of a sidebar, but I'm glad Allison that you brought it up because it was it really was a, a neat event and sort of one that's still on the fringe, I think. But there were so many more women at this year's show too. I mean, don't, don't you think then there was, it seems like there were just a lot more women in general, but women executives, women, you know, in, with news and touring and. Yeah, it's wonderful. It, it's wonderful. Yeah. We need to, you know, I, I CEDIA, the organization, we're 70% women, right? And so, you know, what, what I'm trying to do is actually actively recruit future leaders of our association. I'm trying to recruit uh, more women into our board. And, uh, you know, I've identified some, some all-stars out there that, you know, will keep this all going over the next 15 years. You know, I wonder if our publicists could get Kendra and Carol on our next CDA show, uh, you know. Uh, what do you think, Katie? I think I might know a gal. Ooh. I got a gal. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got to even come back for that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that, I think that would be great. I think that would be great. I'll, uh, I will ping her tomorrow. And that see would be awesome. Doing. No doubt about it. And thank you, Allison, for bringing that up. Hey, you know, Actually, can, can I interject something? Sure. Allison, I'm, I'm happy that you brought up the Klitsch, the Klipsch earbuds. You know, yeah. that's the other thing. There's a lot of manufacturers that contribute nice things to uh, Carol's event. And uh, I'm proud to say that Klipsch is an Indianapolis company and the person leading our marketing efforts, and she's doing a brilliant job, Chris Pyle, came to us at Cedia from Klipsch. I actually own, I own two of their speakers. <laughs> I'm looking at them in front of me. I'm like, oh, those are Klipsch. Okay. So uh, it was fun for me to see what I already have in my house and go, oh, gee, there they are. Hmm. Time for an upgrade. <laughs> All right. So, so I have a quick question. Yes. I, I, I didn't realize, Allison, that this was only your second CDS. So, yeah. so yeah. All right. So share thoughts a little bit. So now, you know, in comparison from last year to this year, that was one thing. But from, you know, the commercial world over to Resi side of things, not that there are sides, Justin. There are no sides. <laughs> Nobody takes <laughs> sides on this part. We're, we're all um, one happy family, people. <laughs> I... I this year, I really got to walk the show floor, and the first year is kind of a blur. You know, you just you're you're focused on the job at hand, what you need to do. But this year, I did take advantage and kind of got a lay of the land, and really got to see the other vendors out there. I love how you start seeing the blur that there's not such. You start seeing some of the similar vendors that are coming from a commercial, that you know them from co the commercial side, uh, from Infocom, from ISE, and then you see them here in a resi side, and then you see the ones that you don't see. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the audio. The audio everywhere this year was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, loved the demonstrations, loved everything that were coming out. I didn't, and I know Johnny Moda is gonna hate me for this because he told me to go and see it, but I did not get to see the Amazon Alexa mm -hmm. demo. I wanted to see that. It was a constant line out the door for that demonstration. Uh, but um, it just, it was really, it was really neat to see 
where things I know from a commercial element and how they are coming into or really do translate into a residential side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Allison, yeah. do you want to see an Alexa demo real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, get up, Google. Couch off. <laughs> okay, oh, thanks. Oh, good visual <laughs> demonstrations. This is great. Yeah, that wow. works well. So that works nice. very well. So Alexa is a dog? Couch for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa no, just turned the lights on and off. There the light switch. That is not Justin's daughter, by the way. We will. No, no, it's not Savannah or Josie. That is my my fourth child, apparently. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, good stuff. But you know, getting back to uh, some things rave like here. Um, so rave does give out the rewards uh, for Cedia, and as it turned out, we were talking about this with Barco uh, uh, with Tim tonight. And there it is, best, I'm sorry, most creative home theater setup, and that's Barco's Residentials Theater featuring Thor. All right, so I'm watching that video and hearing Thor, and Thor is actually my favorite superhero of all time, just <laughs> um, but, You know, you were talking about Thor there, uh, Tim. So, yeah, tell us a little more about Thor and uh, all the great things that, uh, that go on there. Well, you know, like they, like in cars, they they talked about supercars and hypercars, and and apparently the latest thing is a mega car. And so we've dubbed Thor the first mega projector in the world, um, and I think it lives up to that billing. You know, if you look at the the image quality that comes out of a, a six P RGB laser, I don't think there's anything that that comes close. Um, of course, the the light output is also tremendous, and I think probably one of the most uh, interesting experiences for people is to see 3D, for example, on a on a Thor projector because at that kind of light output, it's really not uh, 3D like you're used to. And, and I guess 3D lost a lot of interest over the last um, the last little while. Um, but when you see it on on Thor, for example, it, it's really like a, like a totally different experience. Um, but, you know, we know that Thor, of course, is not the, the projector that's for everyone, and it's really at the ultra, ultra high end. Uh, that being said, there's, there's more, uh, more potential customers at that ultra high end than, than we would assume. You know, if you look at the, the number of high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals out there, I still believe that we're only scratching the surface uh, with the industry. So there's a, an incredible, incredible opportunity for growth. But I think the other thing about showing Thor is that, you know, it, it also shows basically what we can do in terms of image quality. And you also know that the same attention to detail, the same technology, the same R&D team is also working on solutions like, like Loki, uh, which is our other new 4K projector. So it's, it's really um, just showing like, look, this, this is what's possible. This is the kind of experience that is possible. Uh, but at the same time, the same kind of technologies also go into our projectors that, that, are, um, that are for a wider, wider audience, um, let's say. You know, I got to tell you, the way that 4K resounds around the industry, it is very real discussion for Barco and projection, uh, you know, versus others as well. And, and again, uh, Tim, I picked up on that. Um, and I have to say, when looking at 4K projection, it looks like Barco really is um, where to go on that. So, uh, Allison, I guess on those notes, in terms of 
you know, what you guys do and, you know, putting, uh, putting it out there in 4k and everything, uh, what's the uh, strategy there? Actually, I'd let Tim answer that. I think he's the better party. All right. Well, I, 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 Tim, answer it. Yeah. No, I think I, Tim, Tim, I'm going to pass that one off to you. All right. Well, hand off. I, I, I think, I think the thing about 4k is that, you know, I think there's maybe two things I'd like to hit on there. One, I think 4K as a label has been abused. Uh, you know, the impression has been created that 4K guarantees perfect image quality, uh, which, which couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, and, you know, it, of course, it, it sounds easy. You walk into Best Buy, it says 4K. 4K sounds like it's better than Full HD. So it seems to make sense, right? But, but it doesn't. You know, 4K tells you something about the number of pixels it doesn't tell you anything about the quality of the pixels. And, and that's true both from the technology side, but also from the content side, you know, um, people don't realize that a lot of uh, even 4K UHD Blu-rays, for example, actually come from a 2K master uh, mm. because that's what came out of post-production. So, so there's no guarantee at all. Um, the, the, the second thing is that, you know, people have come to believe that the, the ultimate uh, in image quality can be found at, at the local Best Buy. Um, and you can't really blame people for that either, because if you look at the TVs that we grow up with and what you see when you now walk into your local uh, electronics store, it seems like we have come light years ahead. Uh, but in reality, the, the actual high end, uh, w what's really possible is, is, even, is even far beyond that. And so, I think there's a lot of a lot of education to be done, um, but at the end of the day, the, the proof is on the screen. Uh, it, it's nowhere else to be found. You know, there's there's a couple of discussions going on 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 what's real 4K and what's not real 4K. Uh, at the end of the day, what's real 4K is is the right number of unique pixels on the screen, uh, in the best possible quality, uh, and that's the only thing that matters. Anything else is is really white noise. Um, and so from that perspective, of course, you know, working for Barco, the fun thing is that there's always an easy answer uh, for us to those kinds of discussions. It's just, you know, you bring your projector, we'll bring ours. Let's put some fantastic content on screen and have a great experience. Uh, and I'll invite Barry along to the party as well so we can get some fantastic sound. Um, and that's what it's about. Um, and it, it's really like last year, I, I remember Gary coming out, uh, Gary coming out of our of our demo and of course it, it was star wars which with gary is almost like cheating um but <laughs> anyway you know the, the thing that struck me was that people sat there even people that are used sitting through demos writing about them and everything else and they just forgot who they were and why they were there they, they were like kids in a candy store and that's what we want to achieve we want to give people the kind of experiences that make them feel like kids in a candy store you know if if i look at myself uh, my son just turned nine, you know, he, he's, he's getting to the age where we can start watching some of my, uh, some of my favorite movies, which is an experience I would love to share with him. Uh, and it, if I could, it's in this kind of theater that I would like to share it. Uh, you know, we, we did something similar at ISE and I remember sitting there watching Lawrence of Arabia and thinking, you know, if, if I had a checkbook in my pocket that could support a million dollar home theater, uh, it would be burning in my pocket right now. And if you wanted to sell it to me, the only thing you would have to do would be to get out of my way. Um, so, and, and I think that that is the important thing. Unfortunately, most people in our industry 
are still selling projectors or flat panels. Um, and that's not what it's about. And, and like one of the best experiences for me uh, at this show was on Saturday when I finally found a little bit of time to get away from the booth was to attend Sam Cavett's uh, training session for CDA mm -hmm. on, you know, selling high performance solutions. Um, and after after the presentation, I, I, I apologized to Sam for not being more interactive but the problem was if I started being interactive I would have been so interactive it would have become annoying <laughs> uh, so you know that the, the, I guess the seeds are there the enormous potential is there uh, there are a number of people in the industry that are starting to come together in a the, in the meeting of the minds if you will and and so yeah I, th I think we can do this I think we can transform this industry for everyone all I can say is thank God we're recording this because yes. if you were, if you, if you, you, you listening at home right now, stop what you're doing and realize that someone has just explained to you what 4K really is and what the true experience is. That sums up like four years of bad marketing, you know, stuff that would make Katie and Allison cringe over the past <laughs> four years of making 4K this quote unquote standard when it's, we're still developing what it looks like and it, you're not selling a projector or a, or a box, you're selling a user experience. That is the goal. Stop yeah. trying to sell a SKU. Ignore the spiff. Sell a user experience and deliver what, what, what rocks somebody's socks off and then you'll get the business going forward. It just takes, it's the most two plus two equation in existence at this point in time. That was beautiful. I really, right. oh, I want that audio recording, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it will be distributed all over the world, as a matter of fact. And Tim, first of all, uh, thank you for the guest power-up. That was the first of its kind. <laughs> Allison, tremendous handoff. Tim, you just ran a 90-yard touchdown for your favorite Canadian football league team, whoever they are. So, uh, Thank you. If I, if, if I knew what that was, I would be very excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> they have football in Canada? Huh? <laughs> uh, they, they may, well, you can – yeah, I'm, I'm still not Canadian, right? The only sport I connected with is, is NHL. And actually, a lot of that comes back to emotion as well, you know. I think in sports, it's also difficult to, to get into a, a new sport as an adult. You know, if you think the sports you, you're most excited about are the sports you got into as a child. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the same when we're talking about these experiences, right? If, you know, the first question to a potential customer or one of the first questions should be what's your favorite movie of all time you know that it, it's that kind of that kind of thing so we've got a lot of work to do but the great news is the potential out there is amazing for, for the whole industry i mean when i say we're scratching the surface I'm, I'm not exaggerating, you know, we, we looked, we did some research ourselves into, you know, how many people are out there that are potential customers for, for you know, these level of experiences. And it's, it's really less than a percent of the potential. I mean, imagine what we do for the industry if we bring that to 2%. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I guess just, you know, I saw the demo as well and it was, it was just spectacular, but just to turn on his head for me, it wasn't about resolution it was that the resolution didn't matter whatever content that was shown which was a variety of different resolution standards the picture was awesome and that's for me the key thing doesn't matter what you have if you have good playback devices whether that's projection systems loudspeakers processors you will get an awesome experience and, a, and an optimized experience with any of that content 
Mm. Um, and I guess the clip, the, the soundbite for me was uh, having someone step outside. And I, I said, how was it? And he said, I just had an eyegasm. <laughs> that's it done sold let's move along hashtag eyegasm hashtag eyegasm if that hasn't been hashtag it will be after this show I, I have hashtagged it before yeah. it on this show we hashtag everything so, uh, you, see, you, you see you see the reverse you see the reverse as well right I was reading some comments online afterwards and there was someone that thought that we had a, a single uh, a single DLP chip projector in our theater and lo and behold had observed the rainbow effect on a 6p laser mm. for it's pretty special so yeah yeah I, I guess that's a different type of eyegasm uh, <laughs> it proves the internet uh, is never wrong as well no so, but uh, it also it, it also shows that you know the, the kind of things that people focus on sometimes right Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, exactly. I think if you let technology get in the way of the experience, that's the issue. And if you focus right. on things that aren't there or you focus on things that you perceive to be important over actual performance, and that comes to you know anything, of course, I'm going to talk about audio performance and Tim is going to talk about video performance, but it's also the way the experience is for clients. So how it all integrates together with the control system, whether that's voice activated or otherwise, but there are a whole bunches of things we can trip ourselves up on that really it 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 slows down what we could be achieving when we when we're designing and building these systems well and and the other thing the other thing that it shows is that you know as a consumer you really do not have the knowledge to create that experience because the answer the answer is not on a spec sheet and and so when you think about it the only person that can really curate that experience for you is is an integrator Right. Uh, and I think in our industry, there are a couple of, of examples of integrators that can do that, but there's still a, a long way to go mm-hmm. to bring more integrators up to that level. And, and that's where the work that CDA is doing uh, mm-hmm. is so important as well. And, and I think it's also, you know, a great step forward that, that CDA is taking steps to, to unify more on a global basis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's only going to help, uh, only going to help us in the task that we've got ahead of us. Right. You know, Katie, to go with eyegasms, we have to have eargasms, and of course, we have Meridian Audio here for that, right? Of course, well, thank of you. course. <laughs> Hashtag that as as well. Yeah. High resolution you- eargasms. Yep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's interesting listening to Tim talk, and it's it, what he's talking about on the video side is is actually for me. It resonates with what Meridian is trying to do on the audio side, and you know it's that whole concept. And then you know jump in here too of that you know delivering, ensuring that our integrators are capable, have the tools, the technology, and and the knowledge to deliver an exceptional experience regardless of what the budget the budget allows. And, you know, in, in Barco's case at, at the show, I mean, that was a million dollar theater. And as Tim said, you know, the only, <laughs> if I had the budget, you, you know, you just need to get out of the way. That's the only hurdle to that, to that. But at the other end of the spectrum, you know, you can actually have, a, you can have an amazing exceptional experience, you know, if, if the technology has been integrated correctly and it meets your budget. You know, if that's, I think that's kind of the interesting thing that we saw at CD this year is, we, you know, we're showing, you know, a full gamut of, of opportunity to an integrator and, and, you know, potential for the end user. And, you know, Meridian here is, is really show, came in this year with a new and, you know, very completely different message, which is you know, Meridian is custom install. And you guys talk a little bit about that, Barry, because you guys have diversified in a way that I don't think anybody quite realized. And, you know, had you had the opportunity to stop into the stand, you would have seen a whole host of products that don't have a Meridian badge on them, but are being offered through the Meridian system, right? Yeah, it, I guess it, it comes from a couple of uh, 
areas. So last year we took a lot of feedback from the show and that allowed us to develop a range of products which are very much targeted at the custom installer with a you know one new cold running power amplifier, really good price points and you could use them on more projects. Same with a new zone controller, you know, under a thousand bucks um, can be used in a rack or put it in the, in the room to deliver high quality audio. Um, and the other thing we, we kicked off, kind of, we launched it at CDA last year, was our design and specification service. Well, that allowed us to um, help the integrators to, to, who perhaps hadn't even really been exposed to high, high quality audio before. So that, that for us allowed us to say, well, look, this is what we do. We've, you know, we've been doing this for nearly 40 years. We know all about um, how to get the best out of your audio system. So we, we started to offer design support for our dealers. And it's been you know, massively popular in the US, you know, from 30 designs that we created, um, 29 of those turned into jobs. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really supported the, uh, uh, the integrators in creating something that's, you know, a value add for them. It's a complimentary service. Um, and it's, it's been, you know, it's been very successful and, and it means that you get quality, um, assured and delivered, um, for the client in an area that perhaps you might not be that confident. It comes back to, you know, where, where's your confidence level? If you're not confident, you can often sell the client short and offer them an experience that could have been way better had you had a bit more confidence in saying, no, you should spend the extra money. You'll not regret that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess from, from that, you know, we, have, we started some conversations earlier this year about how the design service might be used to work with, uh, uh, with other manufacturers. And, and we formed some really strong partnerships and, um, we're really proud to be working with Tim and his team um, in the UK and in the US or, uh, and integrating um, their awesome range of projection systems into the design service as well. And, you know, taking out some of the headaches of uh, throw distance, offset calculations, screen brightness, um, and also helping with the sales side of things, giving people the confidence to um, sell these bigger and better products because, you know, people, people deserve it and perhaps they just don't know that it exists because their their uh their view of what high quality is is actually um way further down the spectrum than it otherwise could be hmm. well and the thing is also you know spending more money can actually be much better value for money right and and that's the problem that you sometimes see people that spend a, a fair amount of money uh and they're still not getting a good experience and hmm. so they're not they're not very likely to recommend it to their friends you know and it's the kind of thing where you can say, um, you know, if you'd spend a little, if you had spent a little bit more money and gotten a really great experience, is that something you would have done? Uh, as we know, you know, if you if you don't spend enough money, you might actually be throwing your money away. Right. And if you're at home right now and you're a professional, quote unquote, commercial audio video installer, and you think that we have different issues to fight, he just summed up the entirety of the commercial integration market in one sentence. And he wasn't even talking about us. Mm -hmm. what you gotta do. <laughs> well, boys and girls, that sounded almost like the perfect segue into sort of that which was CDO, which was, you know, it was a week of collaboration. It was a week of community. It was a week of exceptional experiences and, you know, innovation and insights, technologies that are driving everything home, so to speak, you know. Um, so Ben, thank you to you, your team, mm -hmm. everyone that made the CDO show possible. 
uh, for me, it was it was the best ever, and I cannot wait to see what what you're bringing in San Diego. Being my hometown, I'm thrilled thrilled beyond words. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you know thank you again for everything that you did. And Tim, Allison, Barry, thanks for joining us. And now you can get some sleep, Barry. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait now pushing Barry. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. We're going to actually let Barry get some sleep tonight. But, you know, if there's anything we learned on this show tonight, okay, is that Cedia is a community, a well-built community that builds better by the day. Collaboration, community, it's all there. The home technology market. And by the way, Vin, we didn't get to overview of that discussion that took place that you and Joey talked about. But I will bet that it went very well. And there was a lot learned and a lot, a lot of good things are going to go forward from that. Beyond that, uh, we, <laughs> Tim Sinev gave us the whole lowdown on 4K. And if you aren't listening to this, tell your friends, or if you are listening to this, tell your friends and everybody else out there who needs to know it's here right now, tonight, 4K. Uh, we're all having private discussions with Barry after the show. he's not getting to sleep anytime soon sorry that's fine that's fine it's always business time it is business time that's right (laughs) but you know we've had some great discussions here um and again thank you to our guests uh katie wonderful wonderful job tonight katie you know come back next week would you (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing my best. Just have to work out one little scheduling glitch, but I'll be home by then. So at least there's that. Okay. <laughs> the darkness back here. So uh, yeah, next week it'll be a whole new view if I'm on. All right. Well, we do have a very special show next week. So hopefully Katie will yep. be joining us um, again for uh, our guests. Thank you very much for joining us um, to my crew. Justin Watts. Thank you, buddy. As always, sir. It's a pleasure. All right. Katie McGregor Bennett. You are the most wonderful, you know. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. Here at the lovely Tivoli Lodge in Vail, Colorado. That's right. <laughs> You'll be home. <laughs> I'm so happy here. I might forward my mail. Placement. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, very good. So, uh, again, thank you to my guests. Thank you to my crew. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>